welcome to the Convenience Economy podcast, where we discuss how the buyer's journey has changed the way B2B software is acquired and how B2B companies are adapting or getting left behind. Hey, Kevin, Greg Dickinson, glad we could join me on the podcast today. How you doing? I'm doing great, Greg. Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to it. Known you for a long time. And before we get started with, you know, kind of your observations of the convenience economy, tell the audience about you and Legal Sifter. Well, my name is Kevin Miller, and uh, I, I serve as the CEO of Legal Sifter, and we make contracts easier with AI and expertise. You know, contracts are the most important document in global commerce, and they are universally a pain for everybody. They're a pain to negotiate, and they're a pain to keep track of after you sign them. And we have two flagship products to help solve that problem. The first one is called Legal Sifter. It reads contracts and gives advice so that when you are receiving a draft contract from the other party, you upload it to Legal Sifter, and in a minute or two, it will tell you how to think about those terms and conditions, what's missing, what's there, and give you in-context help written by us or a law firm or even you know, bringing your uh, corporate playbook to life inside of this document. And users who use this product, which is used just like a grammar check, only it's checking the terms and conditions of the document, save anywhere between 20 and 80% of the time it normally takes them to review and negotiate a contract, as well as they get to a better outcome. They sign something that's a little bit safer, a little bit less risky, and more favorable to their interests. And so in the not too distant future, everybody's gonna read these complex documents with the help of AI, and we've got a product that does that now. That's called Legal Sifter, and that solves that problem of they're hard to negotiate. Once you assign the contracts, they're really hard to keep track of, and we have a product called Sifter Concierge. You know, we just talked to a lot of clients over the years, and it, it turns out they buy or build contract lifecycle management databases. There's 200 of them out there to store all their contracts, but it's like they buy a physical library and all their books are on the floor. They can't keep those, those contracts organized. They can't keep them married up from amendments to parents and keep all the dates straight and keep all of the alerts uh, and reports straight. And then what happens is people don't end up using those databases because they don't have confidence. So we created Sifter Concierge, which is a contract librarian service. You send us your contracts. We use AI and attorneys and paralegals to extract the right data. And we load your contracts into uh, a contract lifecycle management software database. If you need one, we'll provide one to you and we'll keep everything organized. We're your contract librarian. And then you don't ever have to worry about missing a date or making sure that the data you're looking at is correct. And these are the two problems that most organizations face. They just can't negotiate things quickly. They can't afford their outside counsel and they're worried about signing something they shouldn't. And then once they sign something, they can't keep track of it. And our two products help with that. Outstanding. Outstanding. You know, that's why I want to talk to you, Kevin, because at the end of the day, right, you're going after a market and, at the, and, and, and it's the world we live in, right? This idea of convenience. And I realize there's lots of intelligence behind what you're doing, but you make, quote, unquote, something easier. It's a funny quote I heard the other day. Someone told me they said, hey, if you don't think convenience is important, why the heck is McDonald's putting kiosks in their restaurants, right? Because even drive through and even, you know, fast food wasn't convenient enough. So that's the path you're on to help the audience, Kevin. Who do you sell to? Who do you market and sell your products to? There's largely two groups of people that we sell to. 
First are attorneys, attorneys either at attorneys and paralegals, anyone in the legal department, at a corporation, or at law firms. About 80, 85% of our companies are organizations, corporations, or small and local governments, or larger governments, or nonprofits, and then 15, 20% are law firms. So we do spend a lot of time with the legal profession because you know, our point of view is that they need um, AI, an AI plus an attorney is, a, is better than either by itself. I don't trust our algorithms by themselves, but I really don't trust attorneys by themselves because people make mistakes. And just like an airline pilot has, um, you know, uh, uh, automatic pilot, and, and just like we drive around town with Google Maps, I wanna make sure our attorneys have, you know, the latest and greatest um, algorithms to help them uh, do their job and be better, uh, faster, and frankly, cheaper attorneys. Right, uh, right. And so that's our first constituent. The second constituent is all where most contracts are negotiated, non-lawyers. So procurement, marketing, sales leadership, operations, finance, IT. We spend a healthy amount of our time with all of those people who have the task of reviewing contracts, but they just can't afford to send that contract internally or externally to an attorney because attorneys can't, they're always too busy or they're always too right, expensive. Right. And so that's, right. that's what we sell to. Okay. So, you know, Kevin, you've been in software, you and I have known each other for a long time. And I know you've been in the software industry. So for those constituents, right, lawyers and, and, and the internal, right, organizations, do, do, do they think that, do you think, or have you seen that they want to learn or investigate or research, you know, your products and other products differently, more on their own than perhaps five or 10 years ago? Are you seeing a change there in, in the, quote unquote, the behavior of how people, right, buyers want to learn about your product? Yes, and I think this is particularly true for, for our business. So in both cases, you know, we're selling two products that the world is learning about. You know, it's not a natural act for people to send their contracts to a contract librarian service to keep them organized. It's not a natural act for organizations to have their contra draft contracts reviewed by AI before they negotiate them, even though in every contract negotiation in the world, at least somebody's on another party's paper and this is the only solution that can do that quickly, you know, an AI, an AI tool that has expertise in it. You know, these are not natural rhythms inside of operations today because these are new to the world ideas, new to the world products. Now we've been doing it for a couple of years. We've got a healthy group of clients and we're growing like a weed. So what it means is we have to spend a lot of time educating the market about what we do. Well, when you, when you have that kind of product in particular, you know, and then you, you go with the you, you identify that over the last five, 10, 15 years, you know, just that many more people are researching their decision-making and, and all of the products that are out there to solve their particular problem before they get to you. you know, I read a stat the other day that said 80% of business dis decision makers prefer to get company information from a series of articles versus an advertisement or versus talking to somebody live. And you know, people want to be educated with rich information that is exactly what they need in exactly the format they need that they can actually drive as opposed to what some advertisement or, some, or what some salesperson wants to drive to them. They wanna be in control of that education journey. And they're walking into us when they call into us and they are way more educated than they ever were you know, five, 10, 15 years ago. Great, great. Yeah. So you were, and I, so I think you would agree then that that 
in your business, right? The the opt-ins, right? The, the people that want to sign up for a demo, the people that want to sign up for a webinar, right? Those people are dwindling, right? The people, as you just stated, would prefer, right, self-service on their own at and you know at their time at, at their convenience, right? Maybe it's early morning, maybe it's late night, maybe it's weekends, as opposed to hey we got to opt in and then have Kevin Miller's team schedule me a demo or schedule the webinar. Do you, you see that trend, right? Absolutely. I'm the same way as a buyer. I was the, before this, this small company, I was the chief operating officer of a couple hundred million dollar business. And just like today. And then, you know, a lot of salespeople are trying to get a hold of myself or my peers and they're trying to, you know, sell us stuff to make our businesses better. And frankly, we just don't have the time to do that. And we would prefer to, you know, navigate information that's provided to us in a self-service way to qualify whether or not this is even a solution we would possibly consider before we get on the phone with somebody or before we actually try the product. We, need to, we, we can do it. We expect as, as, as business consumers, and I am one of those people who buy stuff, I expect to pre-qualify whether or not your solution is going to solve my problem without ever speaking to you or without ever touching your product. Yep. Then and only then do I actually want to talk to you. Yeah. And that's where, you know, we see some of the you know, companies that are thinking about the future saying that if that's going to happen, right, you can argue all day long if you want to with the percentage, right? But, but, but every analyst, everyone's come back zero to 50%, 60%, 70% of the quote unquote buyer's journey is on their own, right? And they're, they're doing things on their own you need to be able to figure out a way as a, as a business that's going to grow to how do you embrace that? How do you get a way to give them that convenience? We call it. So you gain control, right? Where are they doing their research? It's, you know, I, I joke around all the time and there's an old commercial. I'm telling my age here that used to say, you know, it's 10 PM. You know, your children are, I've kind of said it's, you know, it's 10 PM. You know, where your buyers are, right? Where are they researching at 10 o'clock at night? If you don't provide them a digital channel, a digital way to learn about legal sifter, then you're you're letting you're 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 losing the control because they could be researching reading those articles you talked about from a competitor or from a blog site or from an analyst right that that may not be right what you want them to learn about your organization so um, yeah there's another there's another stat out there that says from Accenture that most B2B buyers are already 57% of the way through the buying process before the first meeting with a representative yep exactly yep i heard a guy the other day that said that um, I asked him about the sales cycle because Greg, I'm going to be honest with you. It, it, it really is no longer a sales cycle. It's a buying cycle that meets a sales cycle eventually further down. And, 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 and you need to combine those two things. They shouldn't be adversarial. They shouldn't be separate. They should be together conducive. So yeah. let's move on to another, another kind of a little further down the funnel, Kevin. And, you know, back, you know, it wasn't too long ago, 10 or 15 years ago, when, when software was sold, it was sold to the IT department, right? And you designated one or two, quote unquote, you know, designated contacts that could get support or would take care of the, of the onboarding, right? Maybe you had a trainee trainer program. We kind of, kind of see a change there. There's a lot more, quote unquote, business users that you sell to that are, quote unquote, users, right? Do you see the same with your business? I mean, especially, I mean, even though legal is, you know, kind of very specialized. I, I, I'm thinking that in your business, there's more people that need to do an NDA or need to do a contract or need to, you know, review something that, that, that necessarily doesn't have to be the legal department. They get the legal department involved, but they want to do, they need to do more on their own. So there's quote unquote, more users you need to support. Is that accurate? That's accurate. Most contracts on this planet are negotiated without the help of an attorney. 
And, you know, that in our little, in our little world uh, means that in any given day, we're going to be approached by a paralegal, a finance person, an operations person, a lawyer, a CEO of a mid mid-sized business. There, it's all over the board because contracts are owned all over the place. Right. And one of the things that they're consistently happy about is that they don't have to call IT to buy our stuff. And frankly, when we get IT on the, on the, on the phone, they are happy that, because they're already way overworked. They're happy that we don't require any IT intervention to buy our products. And so I think as many, many SaaS products have proven over the last five to 10 years, the more you can create um, a wizard-like setup process for your clients that doesn't require them to go through IT, it makes the client happy and, the user, and you get closer to the user and the buying experience. And it certainly makes IT happy because I've never met an IT department that didn't have enough to do. Right. And so, right. you know, for us, um, you know, we're, we're not having to loop through IT as much. In fact, when we loop through IT, it usually is better for us, uh, ironically, because it's pretty rare. And they're excited to look at our product because they also have challenges with contracts. But, you know, for us, it's oftentimes the champion is it can be the user. Um, and that and that and that champ that user can sponsor us into a sale uh, without having to, to look through IT. So it's in, it's critical that we provide you know the buying information that they need as if they were making a hundred percent of the decisions. Right. It, you know, is this is this uh, are we going to qualify on their cybersecurity review? Um, is everything encrypted at rest? Um, how can they sign up more users, et cetera? All the questions that might be spread out amongst a, a bunch of different functions, you know, we're having one conversation and going through all of it. And right. that's, Good. that's the other thing is more, com more companies are empowering more people to make these buying decisions because they don't have to live through IT. Right. right. Yeah. So, and so good news, bad news, right? As you just explained it, the, 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 I'm wondering how legal sifter, right. Is, is adapting to the fact that more users means, how do we onboard? How do we upsell? What about renewals? What about support? What about training? Right? Are you are you using are you looking at technology, looking at ways to quote unquote self-service and automate that end of the business? Because gosh, if you had you know a thousand users at a at, at a company, that's a that's a lot of people you have to support, right? And and just curious as to have you have you adapted or changed in that area to to, to this new paradigm of the convenience economy and how it's you know kind of um, that's what you're not only do your buyers expect that convenience and that easy and that wizard, but now you have customers that expect, you know, I saw research from a great book that said that, you know, 80% of all people would prefer to solve their own problem or get their own question answered without having to, you know, they, they don't, they don't wake up in the morning and say, boy, I can't wait to enter a ticket today or make a phone call to support. They have a job to do. And they, if their software confuses them, they, or causes an issue, they, they want to get that resolved expeditiously how you have you had a change are you doing new things different things innovative things to adapt with that well because of the reality that you know 15 years ago you might have internal training coming out of it or somewhere else to train everybody on their software and today everybody expects to be to be able to guide their own training you know we have a heavy reliance on, on and an increasing reliance on um video uh, both in the in the marketing process and, and where we're trying to generate leads, in the sales process, we're trying to generate you know from an opportunity an actual sale, and then in the 
training and onboarding process of new and existing users. And, you know, that's really, really important to us. So, you know, we do use Amadem and we're excited about that tool um, that you guys bring in particular. Uh, we are uh, big on um, intercom. Uh, so we use, you know, that tool for chat, for articles, and also video. And then, and then we also have, uh, you know, some of our own videos going out the door to supplement our training on a regular basis because people, you know, our users are all over the world. Yeah. It's hard enough just to get them on the phone together, much less, you know, can you deliver the content that they need and the format they need and the timeline they need well, you, ju you just can't do that by calling a conference call at, you know, eight in the morning or eight at night and hoping that you're going to deliver a beautiful training e experience. People learn in, in so many different ways. There are multiple learning styles. Yep. And so by providing and investing in video and then giving people the power to navigate that video in two minute, four minute, 10 minute sound bites uh, at their pace on their schedule, you know, dramatically improves the probability that we're going to get people to a use the product correctly and that the product will ultimately stick and, 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 and be, and they'll become long-term, long-term customers. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. Last question for you. There's a, we do, we uh, follow a lot of research by a gentleman by the name of Brent Adamson at Gartner. And he, they did a survey last year and it said that, that this, that the, the company, you only get 17% of the buyer slash customer's time, right? And that's down to 6% if they're looking at three providers during the buying cycle. Would you agree with that? Have you seen a much different, um, you know, amount of time that your customer facing organizations get to spend? I think you alluded a little bit to it a moment ago, but just wanted to confirm that or kind of have a conversation about that real quick and, and then we'll wrap up. You mean for clients who are already using the product or potential? Potential, potential more. It's more on the buying end, the buying yeah. journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I, I think, you know, we haven't studied it in our opportunities, but I, I could compare it to past lives. It, it's unequivocally true that when you do get the buyer into a conversation, you know, you may only have a couple meetings, an hour or two, to, to make that, that sale because they're going to do all the work that they would normally do with you on the phone. They're going to do outside of that conversation with you using video, using a demo, using your website. Um, they're, they're going to make the decision typically without a lot of conversations with you. And, and so it just puts a lot of pressure to get that right. And it's much easier to have that conversation if a person comes in educated. And since they want to drive, uh, they want to drive that process themselves, they want to be in control, putting more content in their hands is critical for the future success of our business. And so, you know, video is a big strategy for us. We're going to be investing in the web in a big way uh, over the next six months, uh, period as we try to drive more content and more user driven buying, you know, flows on the web, because our clients are speaking with their clicks, not with their words. Gotcha. Ooh, good quote. Kevin, listen, you, you built a great company and a hats off to you for that. And I appreciate you spending a few minutes here on the convenience economy podcast. And, uh, you know, I'm sure our, our listeners will gain a lot of, of information. If they want to get in touch with you, if what they heard today was interesting to them, how would they reach Kevin Miller? 
Uh, LegalSister.com, first and foremost, inquiry at LegalSister.com, or they can come straight to me at Kevin, K-E-V-I-N, at LegalSister.com. We'd love to hear from you. I'm sure you'll get some. Kevin, thanks for your time. I appreciate it, and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks, Greg. Thanks for listening to the Convenience Economy Podcast. And remember to rate, view, and subscribe. And for past episodes, go to Armadin.com.